to the Boxing Now podcast. I am your host, that dude named Dave, and to my left, he's my right-hand man, Jorge. How's it going? Good to see you, man. It's been a couple weeks. Man, we're going to have to talk about the little layoff that we had here, but before we get started here, i got to say what we got to say. Since y'all ain't heard in a while here, click on like, subscribe, click on the bell notification for YouTube here. Yo, we need those subscribers. We're up to 111 now. Good stuff. We actually have some subscribers while we're off here. So shout out to all the 111 subscribers. We're slowly building and getting there here with those views. So yeah, check us out. Keep it coming here. Also, if you can't check us out on YouTube, yo, we audio as well. Wherever you get your podcast at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever the case may be, Boxing Now Podcast, BMP. That's it. That's what I'm going to do here. Talk the intros with that here. So Jorge, let's get it going. We've been off for a few weeks, man. Matter of fact, it's been three weeks. Since we recorded here, it's like a summer break. Uh, it's more than a summer break. I mean, it's it, uh, you know, and, and I know don't alarm the folks and stuff. Now, this wasn't like you know we were beefing or anything, and we couldn't get along. No, we just you know this is called life. Life got in the way of. Actually, no, it was podcast beef. If you want to sell it that way, sell it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast beef. I wasn't. I wasn't frequent this dude for a minute. I was like, nah, man, you need to get your act right before we. Oh, you gonna go there? Okay. <laughs> nah, nah, <I'm> just <laughs> nah, yeah, for real. We had we had a few things going. We'll we'll give it a little rundown here. So you were a little bit sick a few weeks back, right? I would say sick. I think you were a bit busy, and then the uh, technical problems and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there was sickness, then. Uh, those the other week, my nephew graduated eighth grade. So, you know, I had to be there for him, you know, to show up, had to help him get a haircut, find him a suit. You know, I want to look respectful for graduation. Sure. Then there's there always the work grind. This is not our nine to five people. We we're, we're trying to build this, but we also got gigs to take care of our peoples, you know, and then what else? Oh, yeah. Had the mixer problems here. My brain to the operations here started acting funky here. So, man, I'm having some first world problems. I'm going to say that I'm not complaining. Just have some first world problems when you're trying to do some things like this. Very, right? very well stated. First world problems all the way across the board. Like I said, family, technical issues, and uh, no COVID, but, you know, a little nah. bit of the weather and stuff and things like that happen. Speaking of COVID, we're recording on June 11th when we are fully opened up out here in Illinois and the shy. Chicago's completely opened up, people, 100%. You want to know what? I still ain't out there in those streets with you like that. Uh, I'm, I'm out there, but I'm, I'm out there, but I'm not out there. I'm out there with you guys. I was out there with you guys. It was 100% <laughs> back in April, honestly, in my opinion. Mm. But mm, I mean, I, I mean, mean I'm, I'll call it like I see it. Guys. I'm vaccinated. You know, you probably might think I'm a little, I'm, I'm just playing it safe right now. I'm, I'm kind of driving in the slow lane and I'll get to the middle lane and then I'll get to the fast lane. I'll see you COVID shot next year. Mm, I'm there, baby. That's, so. just, that's, that's just, I'll see you <laughs> next year. So we got that out the way here. So we just want to let you guys know that, hey, we missed y'all. Hey, we were we were texting each other. It's like, yeah, we got to get this going here. So we're going to do a quick recap of some of the stuff that we missed. And then we're going to talk about the stuff that's actually happening right now. You know, that's coming up here because there's a several weeks that people have actually emailed and reached out. So it's like, yeah, what's going on? Y'all got to talk about this here. So let's get it started here. Since we're recording this on June 11th, the last major fight, if you want to call it a fight, was... Floyd Mayweather, he was back. He fought Logan Paul on Showtime on pay-per-view, $49.95 in Miami. That was the price. And I'm sorry, people. My hair is just getting long here. I had, I'm having problems here. But Floyd fought to an eight-round, I guess, draw in the exhibition because there's really no rules. But um, I know that you have 
a certain funky feeling about this because we talked about it many times about the exhibition fights, uh, a pro fighting a novice. Uh, it might be ruining boxing or, oh, my God, you know, the greats are rolling around in their graves with this stuff here, you know. But, um, hey, Floyd was back. I wish he had said exhibition right off the because you, at the end of the day, that's what it was, folks. It mm -hmm. was an exhibition or like you had quote, stated that who said it and, and quoted? Mm -hmm. It was a bank heist. Oh, Floyd said it. Let's, Floyd just, was, let's just, okay, let's get into this here, right? It's not really much to diagnose when it comes to boxing with this one. Here. I, I, that's the one thing that I can say that I hate because I am, a, if you watch the show, I'm a boxing nerd and I dissect every single thing. So from the actual boxing standpoint, I can't dissect it. It's really a sideshow that we're going to dissect here, basically. Now, and that will be, he'll be dissecting that. Oh. I'm in the Stephen A. of ESPN camp of, this is bad for boxing. I'm going to let my friend right here roll with it. It wasn't bad for boxing. I keep hearing this crap about bad for boxing. It was you? bad for and boxing. We've been hearing that boxing is dead. This is bad for boxing. How this is how boxing is going to recover from this? Hey, you know Muhammad Ali did exhibition fights worse than this. I and, and his fighting take wasn't after he retired. Muhammad Ali was out here doing this stuff. Uh, Rocky Marciano was out here doing this stuff, and we don't demonize the greats. The, the reason we don't demonize the greats because at that point boxing wasn't dead or wasn't declared dead by anybody. It was people declared dead back then. Nah, nobody was saying. We've been that. saying boxing is dead for the last seventy five years. Nobody, nobody's been saying that. Come on, only it's, come on. It's been dead declared by the MMA kids oh. out there who want to see boxing it, it was called it. dead before MMA got popular. It wasn't dead. You, want, you know why? People you said it was watching. dead when they, the pay-per-view model came out. And people were uh, pissed off that George Foreman history here. George Foreman had the first pay-per-view. Right, people were mad as hell by paying for paying for that. Yeah, that's different. If you want to be a cheap ass about it, I get it. I get but, but, that was, but, that but was people said that boxing was dead because now we got to go ahead. And, it's bad enough. We got it. It's not on Wide World Sports. Now we got to go to HBO. Now we got to pay a pay per view. Boxing's dead. They said that 20, 30 years. No, that's actually 30 years ago now. Eh, the point I'm saying, Jorge, is that every time something happens, boxing is dead. And you know what? Floyd sold 1 million pay per view buys. He sold over. $30 million in his trunks. Uh, there was how many people in the stands? I think they said it was like over 29,000 people that came to the stadium. So you know Floyd got a cut of that too as well. Not to mention that whatever oversees whatever license fees that happened here. When he said legal bank heist, I would not be surprised if Floyd, they said 50 to 100 million. I sent a low and he made about 70 million. I, I Look, at the end of the day, I'm not going to get mad at him one bit. They made mm -hmm. the money. It was a legal bank heist. If the people decided to who purchased the fight and went to go see the fight, ignored the fact that it said exhibition on there, mm -hmm. you know what? That's not my money. That's your money. Here's the thing, though. It's entertainment, Jorge. It is entertainment. Floyd told us ahead of time, this is a legalized bank heist. So we know that he knew what the deal was. Floyd is so, even though Floyd, we they joke around, it's like he can't read. He pays on to read that contract. And the contract says, I'm going to fight this dude for eight rounds. I'm going to get this bag. I'm telling y'all what's going to happen here. And it's your choice to buy it and be entertained or not. But this is going to happen here. And one million people bought it. They were entertained. 
I didn't have a problem with it. Even though I didn't buy it, this one here, I wasn't home in time to actually order it because I got home late because I actually have to work on Sunday. And I know that you was like, thank you, Dave, for not buying it. No, 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 no. See, that, 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 you, had the, you had my voice in your head saying, you know what? If I buy this, you're going to give me shit about it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm oh, not going to buy it. Mercy. I'm like, I'm like and, Dave, and, and you did me great. You did great. But I didn't get no text oh, from man. you. I was no working. Up, no updates. I was working. No one telling me what the hell I was, was working. I'm, I came home late. I didn't want to hear anything about the fake round one and fake round two. Well, <laughs> Flo well Floyd didn't really throw any punches in the first two rounds. Uh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I, I don't have to watch to know what the hell's going to happen. Come on. Uh, but let me give my quick analysis. Floyd's a team player for Showtime and CBS. Well, he's a businessman first. Yep, man, businessman. When I say team player, at the business level, he's a team player. He Ultimate is a team player. I, I, I want to give this really fast to break this down here. Floyd left HBO because HBO's giving him one fight. They'll give him huge fees to you know fight. He was making you know thirty to fifty million dollars a fight, and it was all said and done. But they don't do it on a fight by fight basis. CBS Showtime, you know, came with the astronomical six fight, two hundred fifty million dollar contract, which was actually more than that when you had the Manny Pacquiao fight in that thing, right? Sure. Floyd has been loyal because here is Showtime CBS saying, hey, you know, HBO ain't going to treat you right. And we know what you're doing. We respect you when you're here. So what happened? Floyd's been with Showtime CBS since 2013, and they have made a lot of money together. Reason why I say that, though, because his last exhibition fight, Showtime wasn't involved in when he fought that Japanese kickboxer. that sure. was like 120 pounds. And Floyd made about 20 million. But, you know, but it was like it's not floyd mayweather type you know it was it was, it was two rounds so i guess it was floyd mayweather big heist money but showtime got involved in this one you know why because they signed the paul brothers so when you look at this fight you know that floyd didn't throw punches the first two rounds uh, i can't remember it was in the round four or five when floyd landed this nasty punch logan was down floyd hooked his arm and then he, he was like held him up and you can see a little bit talking his ear. And then when he kind of got and they got it back up. And then, of course, the bell ring. I don't care what anybody says. Floyd held him up. It was a business decision. And, and here's the thing. It was a business decision to hold him up. Here, let me break this down really fast. Why is a business decision? Showtime gave the Paul Bros a gang of money to, to leave Triller. Because they helped establish Triller. And then Showtime's like, we got that legacy money. Mm -hmm. Even if we only make $100,000 profit, that's better for us than you make a hundred thousand dollar profit because you putting everything into it. So Paul brothers, come on by. If Floyd does these exhibition fights and he knocks these guys out or be within four or five rounds, no one's gonna do another. No one's gonna want to fight him. He's already the greatest defensive fighter of all time with Pernell Whitaker and there's another. I can't think of the other fighter. I'm thinking of from the 1940s or 50s that I just drew a blank right now as far as defensive. But Floyd is one. Pernell is two. And if Floyd's the greatest defensive fighter of active fighters, what the heck is an exhibition fight going to do with a guy who had one fight? So what's Floyd doing? He, if you watch his first 49 fights, he has his shoulder roll, you know, kind of Philly shell defense, but the shoulder roll that he uses patented, he has not used it against Conor McGregor. He did not use it against that Japanese kickboxer. He did not use it against Logan Paul. He basically said, I'm going to strip off my greatness, do an orthodox boxing style, Eight rounds, make this money. Showtime cuts me a check. I carry this guy, and then I'm off to the next Paul brother or next exhibition fight. It's a business decision. He is showing us what he's doing, Jorge. He is letting us know. Then he's telling us before the fight now. And people are upset. I wasn't. No, no, I'm not saying you, but I'm just throwing it out there because we do a boxing show, and there's a lot of hardcore boxing fans like Stephen A. Smith's of the world are upset. If you follow the sport like you do basketball or football, just do a basic watching of it here. 
Floyd told us what's happened. You can't be mad at the man. It's like the guy and the girlfriend and then the man's a serial cheater. And he's like, you know, the dog before I got with you. I, I think I, th- I think if you had to look at it, I don't think Stephen A's mad. Okay, so the fight, I don't think you get mad at the business aspect of trying to put the exhibition. I'm not mad at Floyd or the Paul brothers in this case of putting a fight together. I think Stephen A's probably more mad at the million fans that bought it because at the end of the day, and you know uh, what? At the end of the day, he's enabling it. Let that, me- that's what that's what the that's essentially the 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 concept of this continues on because. There was uh, there's a market for it, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Is it bad for boxing? You can still have the opinion that it's bad for boxing and still appreciate the business acumen of a Floyd Mayweather. I think you, you, those are two mutually exclusive thoughts that don't you know they don't interact. They're not you know they're they're not one and the same. Those are separate ideas that you can actually have a belief on on one end and on the other end as well. Mm-hmm. But but at the so at the same time, it's like as this continues. I'm still going to be on this. I'm agreeing with Stephen A. on on this, but then as long as there's a market for it, all I can all I can complain about to some degree is what Stephen A.'s complaining about. As long as the fans keep buying for it, we're going to keep having this. But it's not the boxing fans who bought this fight, uh, exactly. So but, that's what I'm saying. When uh, uh, that's the thing, though, it did a million pay per view buys. And that was all contributed by the fact of the popularity of the Paul brothers and the fact that Floyd's got loyal stands. He's one of the biggest social media influencers in the sport game as far as athletics, right? So he's going to have dedicated fans buy whatever he buys. That just happens to any celebrity, right? You have your core who buys what you buy. You add the Paul brothers with 19 million social media files on Instagram, whatever they got going on here. All you need is a fraction of it and what they got to get the one million pay-per-view buys. And, that's and, a- and so I'm just saying that people are upset the true hardcore boxing fans, but the boxing core did not buy it. The boxing core is going to be buying Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder three. Yeah. The boxing core is going to be buying the next month. Uh, we're going to talk about it, Errol Spence, Manny Pacquiao in August. You know what I'm saying? Or the boxing core is probably going to get their DAZN uh, subscription sure. and pay for, we're talking about Anthony Joshua and Music. Yeah. This is, you, you're going to have some carryover boxing fans because there's guys like me, even though I didn't buy it. Um, that likes entertainment and doesn't take everything mother effing seriously. Now, if you can go into watch these fights, like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna pay my money to be entertained, and you know, whatever happens, happens. That's the way you need to look at this. We shouldn't be like, oh my god, it's ruining boxing. No, but the people who bought it ain't the ones who are saying it's ruining boxing. It's us who say it's ruining boxing, but we didn't pay the money. Floyd made all this money here and told us about it, so the hardcore boxing fans didn't buy it. So I don't want to stay on this. I'm just saying that there's a lane for everything. And I think we're prisoners at the moment. And if we had social media back then when the Grace were doing exhibition box fights, they probably been criticized just as much as well. But the fact that we don't have social media, so our Grace don't get villainized in the past way to get villainized now. If Michael Jordan's around with social media, oh, we would be killing that dude. Uh, I, you know I, what I'm saying? I'm just using that example because I've been around in circles where Michael Jordan's been at. And if we had social media back then, we would not look at Michael Jordan the same way. So I'm just looking at like, yo, it's a lane forward, but it's not killing boxing because the car, the true boxing public is not buying it. It's the, it's the casuals. The, 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 you made a good point about, like, like I said, Muhammad Ali and Rocky Martin. A lot of this stuff being done back then as well, too, though. But for the I, check, I, but 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 Muhammad I, Ali and Muhammad Ali was broke when he did it. He, he if anything, it was like, yo, he was hurt. You know, Floyd's doing because he's stocking his money for his kids. He's already saying it's a legacy for my kids to get this. 
Ali was just broke. He was desperate when he did it. So I like to, I definitely like to. That's one of those things I wish we, uh, if I if I knew we were going to bring it up from that angle, I wish we had done the preparation. I love, I would love to dig up some old press we, clippings and stuff to see. We can come of, back to this. We like, can come back maybe, to yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity, because I think that's an interesting point. And I think that as a as someone who follows boxing but doesn't under maybe didn't follow that aspect of it, the exhibition aspect of it, I would love to have understood if what the what the press wrote about it and stuff because that's that's interesting. All right. I'm, because to me, I mean, Rocky Three had Thunder Lips and, and Rocky Balboa, baby. They set it up already. We we've been watching this, but, but, but that's different though, right? With Rocky, you knew it was, you you you're going to a Rocky though, got right? thrown out the ring. Damn right, yo. he <laughs> he. Hey, Thunder Lips press Rocky out the freaking <laughs> ring. And by the way, Rocky Three is the best Rocky of all time. Rocky Two, man. Rocky Two. Rocky no, Two was that? No, why? No, why? No, why? Mr. T. No. Come on, no. Adrian. You need a real man. Mm. Nah, Mr. Nah, T, man. Nah, Rocky too. Easily Rocky too. Nah, man. Nah. Mr. T, man. After after he killed Paul, not Paulie, but uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Rocky's trainer. Um, he technically killed him, you know. He nah. gave him a heart attack. Nah, Rocky too, man. That's easy. But Paul's like, Rock, Tony, what you scared of? The man kept coming. <laughs> we don't want that smoke. We don't want that guy. Hey man, we just went on a one minute Rocky tangent. Hey, by the way, we 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 we, we need to do uh we we should do a show on with a uh, ranking our Rocky movie. We should we should rock, watch all the Rocky movies, and then have like a breakdown of a round by round, round <laughs> round by rounds, and then our our favorite ones. We know that Rocky Five is the worst one. We just throw that out there right now. That's that's the that's the worst one. But we should just do a dedicated like a rewatchable on all Rocky movies. Rocky Two was fucking awesome. I love Rocky. I love Rocky Two. I love Rocky Two. I'm just saying that when you had Rocky Two and you add Mr. T to Rocky Three, that, that's it, baby. Mr. T, mm, you need a real man, Adrian. Uh, I don't know. Not hey, boxing now, boxing now, fans. Rocky two or Rocky three? All right, because light up the comment section. Folks. I am a Rocky three. It's all about Mr. T for me. All right, I'm just gonna keep it one hundred. Mr. T and Thunder Lips. That's different. For AKA you, Hulk Hogan. If you ain't seen it, that's even though I don't rock a Hulk Hogan like that because he likes to call me the N word and stuff like that. But that's a whole other conversation. Well, actually, he don't like his daughter messing around with N words. So. That's a whole nother conversation. Always got to take it off on a team. You gotta, just Rocky two, Rocky three. Right <laughs> up the comment section, folks. Come on, it's it's Rocky two or Thunder Lips. You, you pick. <laughs> Let's keep it moving here, people. <laughs> so, um, next one we want to talk about that it was a complete left turn, Jorge. Left turn, U turn, whatever turn you want to call it here. We have been doing shows for weeks and months prepping for Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury because we didn't think that Deontay Wilder was going to fight him again. He was having all kinds of excuses and thought, I, I don't want to talk bad about Deontay Wilder because he would whoop my ass if he sees this. And I thought he's having mental problems and he still might see me in Vegas and kick my ass. You know, I'm scared of Deontay Wilder. I ain't going to front. It still might happen. It, it still might happen. You know, I, I ain't going to front. The dude, dude would take me out with his pinky. I, 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 ain't, I ain't no thug like that. I ain't no thug dizzle. But he won his arbitration case, and all the episodes we talked about getting ready for Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury got thrown out the door. So now, on Saturday, July 24th, at T-Mobile, Vegas, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3. And guess what, folks? We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to try. And I'm, I'm, I'm Eduardo, we're speaking. We're asking nicely. You can help us out there. Mm -hmm. We'd love to be able to watch that fight and cover it from the press. If not, some mm. way that gets us in there to watch the fight so we can cover it for our show. We plan to be there for the whole weekend for the weigh-in. 
We're going to do our job as always when we get over there. But July 24th, that weekend, it's going to be hot. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be hot because if let everybody know right now, everything Vegas opened up June 1st, I believe. So if you guys are trying to do a big boxing weekend, that is it because Bruno Mars is actually going to be in town and the Mirage is sold out. So if you're trying to kick it in Vegas that weekend, you got a heavyweight fight plus Bruno Mars, a big, a big act. So you know what that means? Summertime Vegas, swimsuits, bikinis, boxing, and RB music. You know what that means? debauchery but i don't care about that all i want to see is a heavyweight title fight with deontay wilder and tyson fury actually i'm looking forward to the all the folks from london and england are coming to, are coming oh yeah and bring them drums oh yeah if you come hey if y'all check this out in the uk pull a ricky haddon bring them drums out bring the drums bring the snares make the environment the way it bring was. the gypsies out for tyson you got the gypsy community come on out to vegas baby the last fight was in what Cali? Did they do the one in Vegas too? The second one was the second one in Vegas. I know the first one was in Cali. The second one was in Vegas. Okay, it was in Vegas. Okay, good. So, but hey, everything's gonna be opened up here. We're gonna be there for the weekend. But let's get back to it because we were getting geeked. We were getting excited that Fury was probably gonna model up Anthony Joshua. And I gotta say that now this fight's been announced. Tyson Fury is the favorite, right? Yeah. I believe, like I always said, I said that Tyson Fury is 1A. I had someone argue with me on the YouTube channel. It's like, how can you Tyson Fury is 1A, and I said that Joshua is 1B, only because they're not undisputed. But 1A is above B. I'm just saying that because they got the belts. And then Deontay Wilder is number two. I am actually excited, even though I think Fury is the favorite, because one thing about Wilder, outside of Joshua, he's got one of the greatest right hands in boxing history. He has an eraser that he don't have to land not one punch for an entire fight. And all he needs is two seconds of this night night. Yep. And so I am actually saying that Tyson Fury is the favorite. I would not be surprised if Wilder still could clip him. I, I mean, in our pre-meeting and stuff, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I got geeked for it. And I got and every time I've looked at him, I'm getting more geeked up. That to me, that poster, that, that fight poster right there of, of Tyson Fury with the beard. And Wilder with his beard and his mean mug on there, I'm like, to me, those two are made for each other. Those two mm -hmm. are made to be fighting for a long time. To me, it's it's got uh, got a comic book feel of like you know hero villain, and you can flip a coin which one does it because they both sell the hero villain concept really well. So it wouldn't matter which one would be the hero the villain in this case. You can just see them fighting each other forever because they just have those personalities, those alpha personalities that you're looking for, especially in the heavyweight division. So. I'm geeked for this fight. I'm actually really excited. I am. There's actually some intrigue for this fight because I actually, mm -hmm. I'm actually hoping that Wilder went and says, he's in his training camp and he's given the Rocky treatment, the Rocky two treatment, tie that arm to his body and he should be jabbing that arm, <laughs> that, that left till it falls off. Because what I'm looking for, completely looking for in the first 12 rounds, a double jab, a triple jab, followed by a right hand after one of those. I don't want to see no one twos. I want to see some jab, jab, Right, jab, 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 right. I mean, I want to see, mm -hmm. I want to see that implementation, right? I want to see a different Wilder. I still think Fury's the favorite, but I want to see Wilder bring that. that, that you know, there's a possibility of some intrigue here where he actually might change this fight up, right? So it's it's interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, one thing I can say about Wilder, we we talked about, him. we had jokes. I mean, he if if Wilder's, you know, a type person, I think is he would have to say, yeah, yeah, I deserve these jokes too. If, if once he came down off the loss and everything's came down, one thing I will say on social media, he is selling this fight. 
If you follow no. him on Instagram and on Twitter and the videos he's posting, um, we know he fired his manager, Mark Breeland. We did an episode on that. I, and I we, let's just recap. I'll probably uh, put the snippet up here so that you guys can see uh, that video uh, for that link here. But he was wrong. We admit it. He yeah, was yeah, wrong on Mark Breeland. And I, and I was happy. We talked about that. Mark Breeland defended himself because most trainers are not going to say anything. They're just going to fall back. And no, he defended himself. But Deontay Wilder hired Malik Scott, who he knocked out famously about five, six years ago. I will say, I don't I don't know what you can give Deontay Wilder at this point in the game right now. He's like 32, 33 years old. He is who he is. But one thing he does have is that right mother hand. Yeah. Right? He is selling the, the combinations and the training. And the one thing that we can say about Deontay Wilder that we can't say about majority of fighters, I say the only person I can say definitively is like Floyd Mayweather, is the dude is in shape. 12 months out of the year there is not a time that you can say that he cheated a fight that he came in out of shape he is built like a prime scotty pippen when he comes into a ring when you mm -hmm. think about scotty prime he is six seven and he may range between 219 in the last fight 230 pounds that is an nba small forward that you see 12 months out of the year yep. so one thing about wild is that he is selling the fight on social media and he stays in shape so that's what gives me confidence in him now i don't know mentally right now that is a big loss, Jorge. You know, the way he lost and then it was stopped. And then, the, like I said, the fracture of him and Mark Breland, you know, trainer stopping it and how close they used to be. But when you know that someone is constantly training year round, he's always in shape. That's a whole nother thing that we don't see in certain athletes all the time. So we know that there's another gear in him. It's like, okay, time to go back to work. Now we know we saw the excuses and everything that's going on, but there's a clock in him that says, I need to get back and keep this going. And so that's what helped me to say, I'm interested in this fight still, even as the third time around, even though that Fury is the, uh, the favorite Wilder has a chance. And because of his diligence to the craft is the reason why I can still have confidence in him. Exactly. I mean, I mean, not people are going to have a lot of confidence in the way Fury handled Wilder in the second fight to go with Fury for the third fight and stuff. And he's the favorite. I'm true. There, there's no way. Anybody can I'm not trying to sell that Wilder can win. I'm just saying that I have confidence in him because of his regimen. No, 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 actually, I'm kind of agreeing with it because Wilder of what the potential he is every time he steps in the ring, right? That right hand. There's a reason that, that, that he, he can get into that ring, be the underdog. And, and you still would see people betting money on him on the side because he has that power to knock you out with one punch and stuff. So you can never dispute, you know, you can't take that away from the guy and stuff. What I'm hoping for is a different fight that essentially forces Fury to make an adjustment that maybe he wasn't anticipating at camp. See, to me, Fury has got a, a great boxing IQ. So I'm almost my expectations from Fury are very high mm -hmm. that he should already be prepared for this exact scenario that I'm describing, right? While they're double jabbing, triple jabbing, mm -hmm. going to the body, maybe a little bit more, mm -hmm. right? Maybe not staying in the pocket as much with Fury. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm anticipating that Fury is going to see some different version of Wilder and maybe still see some old versions of Wilder that he's used to, just not at a constant pace. So seeing how Fury adapts to that, it, it, it's a it's it's intrigue and it's the tougher of the two fights because Josh will end up fighting you second. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. I think he's got the tougher fight because Wilder will always have that one knockout power that Usyk does not have right now. Yeah, um, we're going to table it for a second here because i want to save some meat in the bone for we're going to be in vegas for this one here oh yeah and so we're going to do a couple of lead-ups and of course since we'll be in vegas we're going to probably do you know show out there talking about this here it's like there was a moment i was going to say like oh my god a third time around but then you got to think like 
there, there's something special about these two together. Yes, absolutely. I'm not saying that it's all time great. Like when you look at, you know, certain fights, you know, like, you know, but there is something there between them personality wise, styles wise that there could be lows in certain fights, lately, but you're still on the edge of your seat. And a lot of that is Tyson Fury's superior boxing skills. I will say this before we close out. And you, I think you agree with me on this. He went through the gutter, Tyson Fury. He went through hell and back. Someone who probably should be dead right now for the vices that he had that almost destroyed his life with his mental health illnesses. Drug abuse, you know, alcohol abuse. Things that he's been openly talking about here. And then the massive weight gain, over 400 plus pounds for a man that size. Morally overbeast, knocking close to five. You know what I'm saying? Lost all that weight. Went through a couple of fights. Fights that he could have lost because, you know, he thought, okay, I'm getting ready for this and, and got through it. Took the knockdowns from Deontay Wilder and then beat the crap out of him the second fight. Fury is here. This is his time. Mm -hmm. But then you have Wilder, who has arguably the greatest, like I said, right hand. One of them, one, one hitter quitters in boxing history. Him, Foreman, Ernie Shavers. After you can ask some other people in the missing lower classes, but when you talk about heavyweights, those three dudes, you put them in any time in history, they're knocking everybody out. You take Wilder to the 40s, mm -hmm. you bring Foreman to now, you take Shavers in the 80s, 70s, it doesn't matter. He's in that category. So it's one of those things, and they both have personalities and they both talk, man. And I love that. So I'm just saying, like, when we get closer to it, there's just something about these two that they were meant to be together. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, they did. I look at that. The poster, I mean, I wish I had it with so we can actually pop it up right now. But there's a poster of, like I said, Fury with his beard, just <laughs> mean mugging in. You got Wilder with his little bit of beard, but mm -hmm. mean mugging into it. And I'm like, and, and I'm a comic book collector guy. So I've been okay. reading comics for a long time and stuff. But there's certain covers in my mind that stick out because of the way it looks, the mm -hmm. impact it has. I mean, the image itself. That's what I get when I see those two fighting. So at the end of the day, I still believe Fury wins and stuff, but. It will be an interesting fight that, from a results point of view, that if the results are anywhere to a a good loss for Wilder to something is possibly weird, and it's Vegas and things happen, mm -hmm. a draw. I would. Uh, I, 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 would you watch it a fourth time? Yeah, I would. That, and that's what I'm saying, though. Because like, it has to be good enough. The third fight has to be so good. The fourth fight has to be. It will happen automatically. Let's let me say this, and then we'll move to Joshua and Yusik now. If something happens to be a four fight, yeah, if 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 it's compelling, like certain fights, like y'all don't want to see that again, but there is compelling there. We know there's a favorite, but there's an there's an X factor. Yep. So if you had another draw again, like okay, take a year off and come back to it again. But yes, because it's the heavyweight division, there's only four or five top players. They got to recycle eventually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd be down for that. But because this fight's happening, let's segue now. Like I said. Now we got, and we joked around, we said that, yo, Jusik is going to have to force a purse bid. He's going to have to take this, you know, uh, this step aside money, or he's going to do this mandatory where he'd been the interim, and then he fights, then Joshua, the winner of Tyson Fury. And because of all this mess now, I mean, it's not official, official, like ink the paper, but with Eddie Hearn trying to keep this unification going, it's basically a done deal oh, between, done deal. yeah, Anthony Joshua and Jusik for September and so that's that's the WBO mandatory that yep. they've been pushing here. So we would talk like, oh, Yusik may need to go this route here. Remember, we said he need to fight this guy because we want to see these guys win. Yep. And there's going to be enough stuff aside money for that to probably happen. But he wanted a belt. But 
he gets his shot now at Anthony Joshua now. Yeah, he had a, a judge that ruled. It was surprisingly, right? A judge, you know, it wasn't like uh, some you know dispute that was coming from his camp and stuff, and they had to rely on no, a judge. It was, it, was, yeah. it was somebody else's judge for a different arbitration. Judge. So he, you know, it legal. Worked, it worked. <laughs> it, it worked out for him in his favor and stuff. I know that I think it was Eddie Hearn filed an, an extension with the WBL to basically get out the final details. The last reports I've heard is that it's. Basically, they've got a location already. They've got a date. Mm -hmm. So I think they're now trying to figure out maybe, maybe smaller details with the purse bid or something or some other stuff. But yeah. other, than that, other than that, they are good to go. That's the main thing, though, the money, because a purse bid sets an automatic percentage. Yeah. And, of course, of Usyk's side, yeah, he would want that. But Eddie Hearn is like, nah, 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 nah. Hold on, man. You're going to make more money than you made in, every year in your life right now. Let's avoid that because what can happen is we'll give you the belt. You don't make this money then. Like, of course, you know, Hearn's the main promoter, but, you know, Anthony Joshua's his guy. Yep. You know, it, 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 at the end of the day, I hate to say this, I wouldn't be surprised Eddie Hearn has good knee pads for Anthony Joshua. Um, they they made a lot of money together. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, I, and, and, I, I know I said that, and you're like, what do you say? Yeah, yeah I, Eddie Hearn really loves Anthony Joshua. You sick, the smart money, you sick says... <laughs> Bringing it back to, to, to you know, you know, bringing it back out of that tangent. I'm thinking that fucking thought out of my head now. God, I messed up, Jorge. Oh, you messed us up for a while, man. <laughs> but smart money says you sick and can quibble about dollars and cents and stuff. He's gonna get that yeah. fight because because he's looking at the long picture, right? He wanted a title fight. Now you got there. If you lose this opportunity because of some dollars, you know, some dollars and stuff. You're an idiot. If yeah, you do don't it. go to the purse bid. Yeah, you get a certain cut, but then Eddie Hearn's already been on record saying we'll give up the WBO belt if we go to a purse bid. Exactly. You're, you're gonna get the most money ever. Let's let's get this out the way. It's been dragged out. We need to get this fight scheduled as soon as possible. I gotta get my man in the ring. Let's say Wilder and Fury's gonna happen in July. We gotta keep this scheduled because if Fury wins and then my guy Joshua wins, I can still do this fight in December. In other words, don't pull a Bud Crawford. Ooh. Take the fight. Take yeah. the fight and and be done with it. This is more for your career long term, right? If you if you do want you want a Joshua, you got him. You want more money in the down than the next strike, beat Joshua, and then you start talking about making some bigger money after that. Who you got? You sick of Joshua? Uh, Joshua by a hair because really because you, you sick is you said by a hair by a hair. I'd say you, so. You're saying it's going to be a close twelve round decision. I think it's 55-45 Joshua because you sick is going to bring you know. <laughs> If it was Wilder Joshua, we were, I'm talking Wilder 100. percent Oh yeah, but because Usyk doesn't have that one knockout power, but Usyk brings in boxing IQ. I he mean, does. to me, at the end of the day, you don't become a you, undisputed cruiserweight champion, you know, just by taking these rounds. Oh, you had to fight some fights. They're not big name fights, but at the end of the day, at cruiserweight, you had to fight who was ever considered the best uh, based on the rankings and stuff. Joshua was going to be his biggest fight period of his career, but Joshua. Considering after nah, the fight with Ruiz, Klitschko is the biggest fight. I say. Well, I'm talking about from uh, Usyk's point of view. Oh, Usyk. Okay, sorry. Yusuf I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is the biggest. Yusuf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this 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 is the Super Bowl for him. Exactly. He, if since if if the UK is going to be fully open, like the United States open, I I don't know how things are going with that variant in COVID over there. But if they are in the UK, that's going to be a huge stadium. He's not. He's not going to fight. He's never going to be in that kind of environment. This Josh. There's one thing we can say about Joshua. He is used to this. Yep. We can say he he can fight in front of ninety thousand and not break a sweat. He that you know that's a special level of talent. Let me just say that here. Like whatever you think about certain fighters, or if you have a certain feeling about them, when it comes to the when the lights come on, 
that is a special skill and talent when that you can hear all those people and block them out and go to work and then beat the crap out of that guy. Or if you're in a war and you pull it out. But to be a champion and then be in those environments, that's one thing that Joshua has. I will give him that. Oh, yeah. When he fought Klitschko, that was that was the perfect example of being in front of the big lights and in a war, getting knocked, you know, in a knockdown and having mm-hmm. to come back and basically pull it out at the end. There. That was that's exactly the great example of it there. I want to say that because I know I give certain boxers help that I don't like personally. But I've been on the show repeatedly to say that any man that gets in the ring at that level, I from a true sporting standpoint, I can't say jack about it. They put their lives online every single time. But then the next level, when you're fighting in those big moments, the crowd, the championship fights, like when we talk about Floyd Mayweather, he's addicted to that. That's the reason why that he's doing this too. He makes a lot of money, but that's a drug. But even though it's a drug, it's a drug that he can t- he manages because he wins all the time. Even when you talk about that, the same thing with Anthony Joshua in the UK, Wembley Stadium, 80, 90,000, boom. Canelo Alvarez, same thing, man. When he was in San Antonio last month, was it broke the record? Mm-hmm. Same thing, like Errol Spence is on that line. Manny Pacquiao, when we talk about those guys, when the lights are on, they showcase. And so that's one thing I talk about Josh. I rank him. I said, you know, if he fought Wilder, like you said, well, I think Wilder win. He fought Fury, thinks Wilder win. But I do respect him because the, the moment that he's there, he can win. He can win. He can win. I just want everybody to hear that. He can win. I'm just not picking him too. But I do respect the hell out of him. And I'm saying all that to say, Usyk's not going to win. <laughs> that is such a long-winded answer. You got me here. Listen to the the, 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 the thoughts right here. You got me here you know, marinating uh, on, on, on every thought you got right here. And ultimately, this is just long-winded ass answer to say, "Yeah, you six of I'm just saying. I just I look at Joshua's gonna be. It's gonna be a similar situation where it's gonna be like a forty-pound weight difference. Uh, it's gonna be a height difference about three, four inches. Yeah, and. I just don't think, I think after round four or five, I think the weight difference, even though Yusuf is a better boxer, I think the weight and power distance and Joshua and under the big lights, it's, it's just going to be too much for Yusuf. I do not see him going 12 rounds on that. I mean, he is a, he's a great cruiserweight. He was undisputed. I just think there's levels though, when cruiserweights go to heavyweights, you know what I'm saying? And there's just a big difference in that. And I just, as much as I give Joshua crap, I think this is going to be tough for the first couple of rounds because of the boxing skills, but then the accumulation of punches because the he's going to be the bigger man, of course, and it's going to be more thudding shots is going to land on him compared to Usyk's punching style. And so I see round six or seven, Usyk's going to wither down, and then you know, and it's going to I say ten or eleven stoppage possibly. But here's the question though, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which Joshua are you getting in the ring first? The Joshua that fought Klitschko that was in that war? Or are you getting the Joshua? After he fought Ruiz, when well, he fought Ruiz the second time, and it's been kind of like to well, me, to well, me, to me, to me the, a shell of himself. Well, yeah, he had the the mandatory uh, uh, several months. Was back. it Pulev that he fought? Yeah, Pulev. You beat Pulev. me to it. Yeah, he he bought he fought Pulev. Um, he's not the same invincible person that he thought he was. But you know what though, he's now going to be two years removed from that fight. So I've been sitting here thinking about it, and I it is a knock the way he lost to Ruiz, but. He's two years removed now, and he's got two fights under his belt. And I think that Usyk is tailor-made right now for him, if that makes sense, why I'm going there. Height, size, power, 
It's everything set for Joshua, knowing that he's won two fights now since that loss. Had a, you know, this going to be close to a year for this fight here. You know, there's no wear and tear from, might be a little ring rust, you know, not that much, you know, but I'm just saying this is tailor-made for him. And we can talk about this more when we get to it. I, that's just the way I'm looking at it. I just, Yusuf is a good fighter. I just think that there are times when the weight and size difference could be too much. He's going to be in there in the beginning, but by rounds five or six, if Joshua had his head right, because he's going to be at home, having home cooking, it's his. It's a, you know, it's, and the reason I brought that up is, I mean, you know, we had the sidebar questions in our training and stuff that I brought up. I was like, you know, who need, you know, in this fight, I think we kind of <laughs> mentioned, right? Joshua, I think you made the point. Joshua needs to come out probably winning. Like, he needs to look really good in this fight in order to make, to sell that Fury. I mean, it wasn't a sell, but to get at least people on the from a betting, like betting odds perspective, right? Thinking that Joshua has a chance against Fury. I know it though, and you brought that up, and I'm glad you bring on. We'll finish with that point here. And I think that Joshua does have a point to make because let's be honest here, a hundred and fifty million dollar side fee is on the line. Yeah. Because if Tyson Fury wins and Joshua wins, Saudi Arabia is gonna say we want the fight. We got 150 milli. But now everything's opened up now. That's just the opening line now. Who's to say that Vegas comes back and says, yo, bring that to Allegiant Stadium for that 160 million, something like that? You know, or we'll do it. We'll match 150 and you ain't got to go to Saudi Arabia. You could stay at home. And especially for you, Joshua, man, what's that? London, what's that? A three hour flight to come to the States, depending on where you at? Mm-hmm. And you, you in US all the time. I see you hanging with Drake. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you out here kicking it. You, you, you're Jordan Brand. I've seen the commercials. Mm-hmm. You in the States all the damn time, baby. So I look at that, that Joshua possibly knows what's on the line. This is his legacy fight next. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying we, we'll get into detail on that. But I know maybe I'm putting a little too much into Joshua, but. I just see that when there is that big of a carrot, we go. This will show us what kind of fighter he is. Yeah, we're, we're gonna know more, I think, out of Joshua than we will out of Fury Wilder, right? Yeah. We know we know what that looks like. We know, stuff. yeah. And, and honestly, we can be, you know, other than a loss, it could be a draw to a, 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 I'll say, a bad win for Fury, right? Say he wins on a seven five in rounds or something, right? To me, it, that doesn't matter. Fury's gonna be Fury. Joshua. He needs he needs to perform against Usyk like I think any other fight since mm-hmm. Klitschko. He needs it, and he needs to put it all on the on, on the line. Mm-hmm. And he needs to basically come out with a knockout win. Mm-hmm. Be, to another in order for himself to look good to the public, or at least to the hardcore boxing fan who wasn't giving him much of a chance against Fury. Mm-hmm. At the very least, he will at least put some doubt in people's minds, saying, "You know what? He might actually have a chance." So we'll come back to that because that's going to happen after. Fury Wilder. So I, like I said, I was a little disappointed. I'm actually a little happy because it creates like a round robin. Uh, and I like that for the heavyweight division itself. I, I was glad you said got the opportunity to fight Joshua. Now it, it doesn't prolong yeah. the inevitable of one of these guys got to fight him when he a good fighter, but we all know it's all about Wilder, Fury, and Joshua. Yeah. And if, if, if it holds true, like I said, if Usyk loses, then we're stuck with the three who we want to see. And then whoever wins that, we can have the big fight. Sure. We're, we'll come back to it again, of course, when we're going to do more shows. But I literally just thought that, and I'm going to go with Joshua on that one. And I'm, and I'm going on Joshua because I want to see the bigger fight, too. He's, he, whoever wins, he's going to be involved in the bigger fight. Because sure. if Usyk wins, you really want to see an undisputed fight with Usyk. I don't, I don't disagree. I, you want Joshua to win. I wouldn't want Joshua to win. Uh, because of the way Joshua was the last couple of fights 
after the loss to, to Ruiz the first time. That's why my, that's why I can only give him 55-45 because I need him to mm-hmm. I need him to knock out Usyk to have to to build confidence in myself that this guy can can win because right now I don't believe it. Right, I don't believe it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. You know, I want to wait and see it mode. I want to see what he can do in there. So I'm glad he in a way I'm glad he's fighting because at, you know it basically how can I say this? If you if you got Fury Joshua like now right, he's all signed and deal. It's 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 almost like the betting public will all go on Fury. I don't I don't see anybody going against Fury on this one. Mm-hmm. At the very least, Joshua gets a chance to kind of balance that out a little bit, yeah. and I'm looking for that. So let's move on to the next fight that got announced. That was another left turn because literally, let's just be honest. Boxing has so many left turns, right turns, things of that nature. But because of COVID and everything going on, we're seeing fights that supposed to happen, not happen, and then fights are happening that we normally wouldn't see in other years. So let's just keep it 100 here. We were talking hardcore about Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao. Then we were talking about how Errol Spence was going to be fighting you guys because you guys got elevated WBA title. And, of course, Spence is talking about strap season. That's his tagline on Twitter. Right? He wants all the belts. He wants all the smoke. And then out of mother effing left field, August 21st, Manny Pacquiao against Errol Spence, Vegas, looking like it's going to be at the MGM Grand. And wow, Jorge. Wow. It was it was unexpected and 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 a big thing, you know. I mean, if you if 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 you're if somebody had to thank somebody on the Spence camp or the Manny Pacquiao camp, you thank Bud Crawford for not taking that fight with Pacquiao when I said it the previous episode, you should have taken it. This is hurting you, my friend. I don't no, let me just let me put it out there too. Let's just do a quick recap. Crawford's had bad luck and then bad, made bad mistakes because he could have had the Manny Pacquiao fight last year, but in in the Middle East, once again, Saudi Arabia money was there. Mm-hmm. Everything was signed to deliver. Then COVID happened, and then when they realized that they couldn't even get any people in, in the stands, of course, in Saudi Arabia, they was like, nah. Now, of course, things have changed now because what we know now, they would have done it with no fans. So talk about bad. We didn't know anything about COVID. You know, no, talk about hindsight is twenty twenty. Like we're seeing now, like social distancing, wearing masks. They could have done the stage list. They they got all that oil money. They were just throwing money just to get a fight out there because they're trying to increase their tourism sure. in the Middle East. They're spending. I don't know if you've seen. Don't believe the stuff that you see online that about the Middle East. They are building metropolis out there. The skyscrapers are killing Chicago and New York skyscrapers. They're building buildings left and right. Yeah. Right, the infrastructure is crazy. So what do you do? You got to sell tourism. How do you sell tourism? We'll overspend to get these fights exactly. over here. That's how that's working right now. And hindsight's twenty twenty, and Crawford could have had this fight if we didn't have a freaking pandemic. And, and that would be just equated to bad timing. Yeah, right? yeah I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Bad timing, and then mistakes after that. Because we talked before our little hiatus that him and Manny were supposed to go down, and then uh, there was some. There was a deal that was in place, and then the Middle East money came the Middle in. Middle East money came in, exactly. and then they threw a bigger site fee. And of course, Crawford won the bigger site fee because Manny said, "Nah, I'm gonna change it up." And I can understand how Crawford said his prince was like, "Nah, how you gonna switch it up?" You know. And then I heard that you know Crawford was on board the Manny. At the end of the day, though, when it comes to work with Manny Pacquiao, he is a future Hall of Famer. If you have a contract, he's one of those guys that if you're not an A side. If you're not Floyd Mayweather, what you're not. And if you get a chance with Manny Pacquiao, sign that contract as fast as possible. Uh, if the numbers are legit, it may not be what you're looking for. But if it's legit, sign it because he's going to do some stuff and run off another way. Uh, and what happened, Jorge? He ran the other way. Hey. And, and, and the thing is, is that 
granted, the numbers changed, right? You had your prelim numbers. You weren't, you didn't sign to that right away. And then he changed it again on you. We've had this conversation. We had the conversation just over the phone. I said it even in our last episode a couple of weeks back. You needed this for negotiating power. So you were, you needed to stop thinking about the short term, which was that of the exact fight. You needed to think long term for a Spence fight, right? If you mm-hmm. want that Spence fight at 147 and you've been, you know, letting put a, draw a line in the sand about 50 50 with, with Errol Spence, you needed that Pacquiao fight, a win against Pacquiao to basically not just get the belt, to basically have the negotiating power to suggest, hey, I have Manny Pacquiao's win on my ledger. Mm-hmm. Let's do 50 50. That is the fact that you allowed, and I'm going to say you allowed Bud Crawford, Errol Spence to scoop up what you essentially passed on. It's never going to happen with Errol Spence at 50-50. Let's put it out here. Whatever we can say, I mean, Bob Arum's a Hall of Fame promoter. He's put on some of the greatest fights in boxing history, right? Whatever is going on between him and ESPN money, let's just put it out there. Errol Spence, Al Heyman. Al Heyman takes care of his fighters. That legacy money's there at CBS. I know that. That's what it is. But you got to have someone to negotiate to get that money, though. And we have still to this day, have we ever seen a fighter say any ill will about Al Heyman? No, no. The fighters get paid. They get paid. And the fights that we can get mad that no fights get marinated. part. I hate to say it's part of boxing. Bob Arum created the marinating term. Like some people say, listen, he was the one that kept coining marinating. He coined the marinating. I said he didn't start it, but he coined it so hardcore where people follow that too. Well, but he's getting his guys the fights that they want when they want them, and he's getting them paid when they want I, to, it, it, and it, no one's complaining. My my only beef with Al Heyman is uh, from a fan perspective. It's not the fights. The fights don't happen when I want them as the fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. it's more on when they I want it, that. and and that that's where my and, beef and, is. At. And Other that's than the that, and then the problem though is that boxing's a business first, a sports second. exactly. So so to me, I I get I, Al Heyman. I get kudos to him for getting mm-hmm. his fighters paid and stuff. Kudos to the fighters for recognizing where you can get your money at and stuff. As a fight fan and as a follower of boxing, I I couldn't stand it. Saying all that now, who wins, Spencer Pacquiao? The I have to say Spence because he's fought at least recently more than Pacquiao. Pacquiao's gonna be on a fought in two years. The last time Pacquiao fought, once again, an undefeated welterweight in Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. Say what people who want to nitpick me. I give Manny Pacquiao props. I mean, at this point in the game right now, I can see, I, I, of course, Floyd gave a jab to Manny this weekend because he's like, I'm about to make all this money and Manny's still fighting guys like Spence. I don't need to fight guys like Spence. And I can understand it because Floyd's like, I'm thinking smarter, not harder. I'm not going to get my ass whooped from, by Errol Spence now, right now. Let Manny take that for 25, 30 million when I can make 70 million Logan Paul, right? You know, I mean, I didn't mean to go there, but I'm saying all that to say, Man, Manny. Yeah, I mean, you took care. Of, basically, you did to Keith Thurman hey, what winner, nobody else did at that point. Hey, I'm gonna say this: win or lose, you taking on Arrow Spence, that check must be nice because at was it Floyd's 44, Manny's 42, going on 43. You're gonna fight a prime Arrow Spence when you've been out for almost two and a half years. 
The betting money says Errol Spence. I, hey, I, you have to put it all on Errol Spence. At this I am point. betting Spence. I'm just, I, you know what though? I'm just gonna, I'm just giving him applause because he's taking on a challenge that he don't need to take. Exactly. You're right. at this age and at this time of his life. I gotta give, I gotta give respect where respects due. He doesn't. You're right. He doesn't need that fighter. No, he's a hall. He's he's an eight division champion. He don't need Spence on his resume. Now I will say this though. If he somehow pulls an upset <laughs> and beats Arrow Spence, I'm not saying that he's better than Floyd because Floyd, the head-to-head matchup, proved it. Mm-hmm. I got to say it. But all time, man. I would say he, if he – I mean, let me ask a question here. Hey, I, I hear I, I, he's not better than May- Mayweather, but like all-time great, you, you – that ranking there I was and, saying- and the resume – like, like I say, when you have that head to head, you can't say that guy's better than him. But then when you look at when you're comparing them, you're gonna be like, hey man, Manny did some things in his 40s that Floyd didn't even touch. M- Manny, right now, if he was is he a first battle hall of famer? Hell yeah. Spence, I will say that with Spence, it's a guarantee. No, he's already his first battle yeah, hall of yeah. famer. I'm just saying this is one, this is the fight that puts you, you're already all time great, right? This is the kind of fight that makes you a myth. You're right about that. <laughs> you're right. The, you the, know, I, the, I get what you're saying on that. I get what you're you saying. Because you, what's going to happen here is that it, it's legend. Basically, it, it's le- it, it, it becomes legendary. I, I want to say this here because what's going to happen is we're going to go 10, 15 years from now, right? Revisionist history. We're going to look back at people's careers, and then we're going to say, "Man, we were looking for that 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 Errol Spence, Terence Crawford fight, and then out of left field, you know, man, Manny at 42, 43 years old." Beat a prime Arrow Spence and became the literally undisputed welterweight champion because one belt love and he probably would fight Crawford at that point. Then he can get then Crawford would take the L. Probably he'll figure that out to get become undisputed. Then you know, but come, I mean that this would put Manny so far mythological legend, like he would win the president of the Philippines. I mean, like. They love Durkay on there. That dude, he he don't have, he he'll cut a dude's hands off. He'll cut the head off. You could be the utmost Christian, and he he'll cut a leg off, and then they'll say, "All oh, praise to God." He's yeah. he's that much love of his violent na- nature, right? Yep. Durkay would just hand the keys to Manny. Shut think You probably open the door for him. He would get his knee pads. He loves that man so much. He he's he's openly talking. I mean, I don't know. You guys don't think I, I follow Philippine politics, but yeah, he's openly talking about handing the reins to Manny. He's like, yo, when I'm done, it's gonna be Manny's country. He he's already he's already in there. He him and Manny boy, he they they like this, you know. He's already getting ready for yeah, Manny. Already, already it, Manny's country. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. just ready to oh, see yeah. the raids. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying though that I I I, I talk ill will about Manny. I've had and here's the thing though. I do that because no athlete's exempt. From criticism, yep. I'm not special. I'm just saying that. Hey, I'm just a nerd who watch things, and I will. F- I, not everybody's perfect. I'm a fan of Floyd, and I criticize him. I talk, you know, easily, you know. But this is the situation that, as great as a first bout Hall of Famer, he's an all time great. I can say, man, he's top twenty all time. I will say that as much as I give him criticism, you can make an argument that top twenty all time boxing history. You can make an argument, put his thing. You could make an argument top fifteen. I didn't say top 10 because there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the yeah, top yeah. 10. You got Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and who knows what can happen with but a Spence win? Ooh. 
Ooh, you know, I would eat a lot of crow. I would say I talk a lot of crap about Manny, but you know what though? I will not say nothing about Manny ever again unless it comes about money. Cause he's still bad with money. Well, that's different. Right? <laughs> well, so outside of being bad from bad with money and stuff, just boxing wise, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. That that's that's your fanboy and Spence right there. That's, yeah, uh, hey, right. I gotta keep it 100 though. I've been rocking with Spence and he was eight and no. I've been rocking with him since no one know who he was, and he was sitting there talking to me. And Pop, I'm gonna keep saying, me and Pops was talking to him, and people didn't know he was, and he wanted to talk to me because we were just talking boxing. Me being the nerd that I am, and I'm this is you know, of course, I'm about ten years older than him, and he wanted to sit there and talk to me. I'm like, nah, dude, you in the ring? Hey, man, I'm, I'm bored. Let's let's talk. There's a fight going on, man. Hey, so that's my man, fifty grand. I'm I I just want to know. I am rooting for Spence, but with Manny winning. Hey man, hey. That's all I gotta say. Hey. So 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 so. Question here. Question going at you right, 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 for, the, for the fans here that are watching our show and stuff like that. So you would actually eat crow if if Manny won that fight against Spence. Would you eat crow on our live recording for the fans? Here's the thing, though. It has to be a legit win. It can't be no controversy. Mm. Can't be con. Here, I got. I got. I got. I, I hate to say that. You know, Dave. No. No. Nah. Because boxing is known for some bad, questionable judging. So I am not going to subject myself to not judging, not judging, not judging. Let me give you, let me give you an example here. What's controversy? Okay. There was a controversy is Canelo Triple G1 scoring. If, okay, that, that's controversy from a scoring perspective. Okay. So he gets a punch in at a moment where Spence slips on his foot. The punch connects. He puts one glove on the ground. Ref calls it a knockdown. Oh, that's 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 part of the boxing game. Baby. It, no, that happens. It's it happens. Split second. It's not gonna be no replays on those that. Those are 50-50. Exactly. Always a split that, second. That is one thing. I'm talking like Adelaide Birds 118 to 10 oh, to one ten Canelo Triple G giving to Canelo saying that Canelo won ten rounds to two when we thought it was like Triple G eight to four and or, what, or six six minimal. And, and, and I wanted to say this for a long time, Adelaide Bird. What the hell were you thinking that night? And, what and the I, hell were you watching? And real talk, real fast, Adelaide Bird's one of the best. I mean, like she's had questionable. But she's been a Vegas and just boxing judge for decades. Matter of fact, I think Allie Bird is actually married or is involved with a uh, referee, um, one of the older black referee. Not um, uh, there's only three of them that we see all the time. Weeks, uh, there's weeks. Yeah, weeks. I think she, I think I, I don't don't quote me on this, but I thought I saw something that her and weeks are are together. So it's like. <laughs> So you know it's a bo boxers and they're boxing all, gossip guys. Yeah, I'm just saying though. So it's like, <laughs> yo, you you've been judging for decades. Uh, we've seen her in major fights. We've seen her get yeah. good scorecards. And if I hey, don't quote me. I thought I I need to double check this for the next show. If your man is one of the top referees in the game, you can't be putting no 118, 110 scores out here like that. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, it can't be no controversy. We, weeks, weeks wasn't the referee for that first fight, was it? Was the other? Um... I can't remember. I don't know if it was Weeks or if it was my man, um, you know, who does all the main Floyd fights. I can't think of his name. He lives in Vegas now, too. Yeah, I, I, know, I, think... I know he's, I, his name's on the tip oh, of my tongue. And God, I, can't remember. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, he's the top, he's the top ref in the game. I can't, he's a skinny, uh, more medium tone brother that I can't think he was of. A, yeah, I know. Yeah. He was the one that did the uh, Ramirez Taylor fight. Yeah, yeah. So, but. That's what I'm saying. That I would eat crow if it's a legit like box. Or I, I hate to put parameters on there, but I just have to see a legit win where I own it. If it's a kind of like, nah, I don't care. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So fine. Legit fight altogether. Legit beat down. Okay. So. Hey, crow. When I say crow, if a close win's a close win, I'm saying beat down. Like okay. if he did not, he schools him. Like he has a rewind. 
ally submission to the show, Shane Mosley against Antonio Antonio Margarito. Margarito yep, yeah. That is my classic example, good example of right a there. guy who is a Hall of Fame fighter who's thought is on the down end and was basically being served up for Margarito for a good win to catapult him up to superstardom. And you, you turn the clock down, back, and then you get that big win to get the Floyd fight. That's Spence right now. That's Manny and Spence right now because it, it, it could be two big fights for Manny. He could win this one and get the Crawford fight. Or Spence beats, beats him and passes the torch, and Spence is the pay-per-view king. Mm-hmm. That's what we got here. Yeah, and, that, and, and you said the, the last part is what got me right there, right? Passes the he beats Spence, beats Pacquiao. The torch gets passed on. That was you, Bud Crawford. <coughs> I, I'm giving you crap because that was supposed to be you. Last thing with that, if when this happens now, and if if let's say if when whatever how you, the betting favorite is going to be Errol Spence, there is no 50-50 talk for Crawford Spence. If Spence has three belts, beats Manny Pacquiao, is the pay per view king. It's just finances now. It's just commerce, finances, numbers. I don't care Negotiating how. Negotiating power, all that's on. Terrence girls. Crawford turns into the Bernard Hopkins of our time when you're a great fighter who cannot make the big money or not the A-side. Even if he beats the A-side, he would never be an A-side fighter. Hopkins beat De La Hoya. They didn't pass the torch to De La Hoya. I mean, the Hopkins did it. Nope. To certain fighters like Floyd, he had the personality to get that, to get that torch from Manny. I mean, from uh, Oscar. Mm. Same thing from Manny. He got that that torch pass when you beat that guy. Certain guys, you beat that guy, you don't get that torch in 2004. That was in 2004 when Hopkins beat De La Hoya. He didn't get that torch. Greatest Crawford is, he ain't going to get that torch, especially with right now, with Spence right now, what that happens. So any 50-50 talk, Jorge, that we've talked about, nah, it's gone. 60-40 that Spence put out there, that's the minimum now. So we- and we mentioned real fast, that this could do a million pay-per-view buys. If this does a million pay-per-view buys, or on the low end, I mentioned 750 on the I, low I, end. I say a million easily. Yeah. I see it's gotta be a million. Yeah, I say in the low end 750. There is 6040 is kind of out of the question. Because I've mentioned before, Crawford said one pay-per-view and he really did a hundred thousand. I think it did like 91 pay-per-view buys, right? One pay-per-view. Spence is only on pay-per-view now. He is fighting guys on names, is like yo. He put 300000 on this one here. You get the Manny fighting it. So I just wanted to end on that. I'll let you comment. If it does a million, Crawford's just going to have to take whatever contract that comes his way. And now that we, and, and, and the reason I wanted to, so you made a great point at the end right there. So this is a part one when he segue to Crawford. What we've talked about this yesterday and talked about a little bit today. What the hell does he do from here? If there's anything even for him to do at 147, because we've talked about, yeah, there's a possibility right that Spence is going to go to 154 a lot sooner than maybe probably. one of them will go to 154, so they're going to see each other next for the division. Exactly, but so this is where I suggested Crawford should start looking at fights at 154 now. If but, you're not getting anything at 147, you're not. You're not. I don't want to see you fight Danny Garcia. It's not, it's not going to do it for me. You're not going to fight Porter yep. because you guys have talked about it, and mm-hmm. you guys are not going to have that fight. So right now it ain't Spence and it ain't Pacquiao. Who is he going to get at 154 though? Yeah, that, he needs to get started somewhere. He no, no, but, but here's somewhere. the problem, though. I said everything's lined up for Spence, and it's all bad for Crawford because who has three of the 154 belts right now? We just mentioned he, he can't get a belt. Jamel Charlo, who is going for the fourth belt against Castanano, I think, in about two weeks. In a couple weeks, yep. yeah. So he's going to be the undisputed guy on Showtime CBS on the PBC side, and Crawford's. Bob Aaron even said, I can't afford the, these fights here with the PBC like that. So he gets a 154. 
there's no belts to fight for. He's not for Crawford. I would say he needs to start warming up at 154. He's not going to get a belt at 154. Right. Not not right away, but he needs to start looking at 154. I think sooner and get start you know start making some adjustments at 154. He got to get there, there and make himself a mandatory so that if he yep. does do that and then spends a still at 147, he could probably fight Jamel Charlo to try to force that purse bid. That's going to be his only situation because what's going to happen here? Let's say Spence beats Manny, yeah. gets three of the belts. Then the negotiation is going to happen, and then like he's like, no, nah, it's not 50-50. I'm going to 154. I might do one more fight, you know, 147, and I go 154. Jamel's with me at PBC. And so then he's the undisputed. So not only do I have the Manny fight, then I can go and be clearly undisputed 154. And then if that happened and Crawford goes 154, where's the money negotiating there? It ain't Crawford be looking at 30%. So agree with everything you said up to that point. So the contract with Top Rate expires this October, right? So mm-hmm. whatever so whatever happens between Crawford and that's he, huge though. If he joins PBC down the road, then 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 he's kind of in the mix for that. But for him right now. There's nobody for him to really fight at 147. Right. And no one at 154 now. Nope, nobody, but he needs to get started somewhere. So at this point, if you're not willing to take the pack, y'all. The Virgil Ortiz of the world, he's going to have to fight. And, and, and I'm not exactly kind of eager to see that fight. I'm not. I mean, yeah. I, be I'm not. I, I mean, I want to see. But I like the, Virgil Ortiz, but maybe in about a year and a half. That, it's, it's like the, the lower. And by that time, he's at 154. Anything past Pacquiao at this point is a consolation prize, and I think of the I think Ortiz is the smaller end of the consolation prize. Is that something that's gonna basically, you know, start raising eyebrows and stuff? Oh, he's gonna fight Ortiz? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything because right? you, you beat a young fighter who wasn't ready yet. That's what's gonna happen. Now. Exactly. So, and me, we know he's not ready yet. Exactly. So, to me, Crawford go to one fifty four. You're not gonna fight for any, but but start getting a fight or two. Start yeah. working your start building a resume at 154. Start working out whatever kinks you need to at 154. Who knows? Maybe it's not even the weight for you, but you gotta at least find out because at 147, mm-hmm. you just turned on your biggest fight. Pacquiao was it. And at this point, you're you're gonna be the one on a holding pattern. Yeah, and you're in a Let's- bad spot. And you and this last one, you did this to yourself. So you need to start thinking the rest of the year what I need to do. 154 he, sounds right to me. He's a three division champion, undefeated. With no dance partners. With none. I mean, like Virgil Ortiz, maybe. And after you look at that, he's going to have to jump ship and go to PBC Showtime. I don't even see anybody at the zone at 147-124 because Casanato's got the one belt and there he's coming to Showtime to fight Charlo for that. So... He's gonna have to leave. It's a situation he's gonna have to leave Bob Aram, but then his egos decide that he still thinks he's entitled to a certain amount of money. So even if he comes to Al Hammond's side, who's to say he's gonna get the fight still because he still thinks he's entitled to that money? And I, and I know we need to move on. And I, yeah, I, I, I want to hear your last thought on this one. I'll let you have the final thought on this one. But think about it though, Bob, let's say that he's jumped ship, but Spence, like, no. We got the same promoter, but you don't get 50-50. That's still a manager-manager conversation with Al Heyman. Then it's 60-40. I don't want 60-40. Then you're on PBC, and you're still ain't fighting. Then you're only fighting Danny Garcia and Sean Porter because that fight can happen now because you don't have to share promoters, but you ain't getting Spence. 
You know oh. what I'm saying? So I, let me let me get let me hear your final thought before we got to move on. So sure. Yeah. In this case, I mean that that's exactly goes right back to like the Roy Jones uh, Hopkins uh, fiasco right there. This time I said, oh time, yeah, this time this is Spence going seventy <laughs> thirty. I'm gonna whoop your ass seventy yeah. thirty. I'm gonna whoop your ass. that. That's exactly gonna come from Spence and and mm-hmm. and, 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 and Spence beats Pacquiao. I like like said he's said gonna that. he's gonna say seventy thirty. I'm gonna whoop your ass. That's exactly what he's gonna say. So to me, Crawford is he's, he's in a he's in a bind. He, he put himself in a bind on this one, and whatever decision he makes, I just don't see it at 147 for no. me. So I don't, to, I don't see it at 147. It's going to be hard at 154. It'll be hard at 154, but at this point, he needs to start make, start figuring out what the track he's going to make. If you really want Spence, no matter what, it's going to be 70-30. You just need to decide whether you want to fight Spence at 147 or at 154. You make the call on that one because basically mm-hmm. you, you can go up and wait right now and make the case for 154. Or you stay at 147, tweedling your thumbs, you fight Ortiz because that's probably the easier fight you can make in top rank. And then once you join the PBC, uh, you're still going to be waiting for Spence. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, it's 70-30, whether you like it or not. Let's move over here. We'll, we'll just touch on this one to close out here. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk on this one. Devin Haney. He had a big fight against Jorge Linares. Man, for 10 rounds, Jorge. He looked like the next be- next best thing. I g- I give him props. Then he got clipped in the end of that tenth round. Took a hard shot in the chin. But you know what though? That eleventh round, show dig down like when he hurt. Found a way to get out of that round. You know he didn't win the last two rounds because he was hurt days, but held on. Showed that metal. Showed the chin. Lenars can crack, man. But held on tight and won. You know, and you know uh, I personally think that is a better win for him than ryan garcia's win against luke campbell and i am happy that see him get that opportunity to showcase his skills i can nitpick on some things here but i know his team probably saw the same things i've seen too like he went out too fast like those first four or five rounds man he was throwing like 80 punches around and he was dominating and i just felt like if he just dialed that back to maybe like 60 punches with his footwork and his hand speed man I, I, it would have been a 12 shutout. I think he would have stopped him possibly. He could have stopped him if he just slowed down. And because I felt that by the time round six, seven, Lenars kind of got his juices because he felt his power. He he's always take, a slow starter. Yeah, always he's a slow starter. He felt it. He's like, I could take his punches. And then he started coming forward. But I think if he just slowed down just a little bit and been, you know, I thought I'd been a little bit, but still, that's just me nitpicking. But good win. Showed a lot for me. What do you think? It's a good win for Haney. And boxing, I mean, you, you got to love the sport when the bell saves you, right? And, and, and there's a lot of fights I can think of right there where the bell saved the guy. Oh, Joshua, yeah. Joshua Klitschko is one of the last ones where I remember it. Mm-hmm. That bell saved Joshua's ass because he was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, Haney, 10, 15 more seconds, I think Lenars knocks his ass out. Cause I, cause or at least, because, at least a knockdown. Because, well, just based on how he stumbled back there, like, yeah, he like, got, like, he it lost was, his, his equilibrium was off. It so. was it was off. I say at least a knockdown because depending on, you know, the eight, the, the man's were eight count and he gets up. But I'm saying that he showed a hard chin because he went to the ring. He was still dazed. Like, I give you that. He was still dazed in the round, but he had enough in him 
to use little wily techniques to hold. You know, he kept his sure. distance. He smothered some of Linares' punches so that he couldn't get full extension on there. You know, of course, Linares won those rounds because he felt in vigor, thought he had the opportunity to close him out, but he couldn't. You know, Haney had just that we something we never saw before. He dug down and was able to hold he, on. He, for he found some so some. Let's put it this way, maybe back in the mind ring, uh, veteran ring present presence that he basically knew okay look i'm not good i need to start if i have to lunge i have to lunge mm -hmm. he did he did what he had to do to win the fight and i don't care what anybody says if you have to do that you have to do that especially right? when you bank the first 10 rounds exactly you know it, i oh let's say that you know even boxing you probably say i can win i may not want all 10 i you could say he won seven of those 10 rounds you know what i'm saying i scored it i think i scored it like seven five I think at one point, or uh, A4. Actually, I can't remember. It's like A4 or something. Five. It was the last two rounds I gave it to Lenars. I can't remember what I scored. I think you had it. I had it wider. Four. I think I had a little bit. You had a bit wider. Nine three. Yeah. You had a nine three. I, I nine had... three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I think I, I. It was a questionable fourth round that I thought that Lenars was close on, I, and then ten and eleven. I gave eight eight four eight four. Yeah. In the round that you were questioning, I gave mm -hmm. it. I gave it to Lenars instead on that one. But the the tenth round, like I said. The bell saves people and stuff. I, look, I had flashbacks. If you guys watch Zab Judah and Costa Zoo, <laughs> believe <laughs> me, <laughs> add 15 more <laughs> seconds to that round <laughs> for Haniel Norris. You had basically Zab Judah doing the, he was doing the Zab Judah right there oh, on his way he, around. Jab Luda, Judah. Man, they should rename the Stanky Lake dance after him. <laughs> he was doing this with his head and everything. Oh, my Lord, but, man. But because but, but the, the stumble started getting me there. I, believe me, I had flashbacks of that fight. I'm like, 10, 15 more seconds. And Lenaris gets him. That's a, that's a sinky can, leg. I need to say this really fast that this is a really box nerd for me to say that you know, only one or two people have said this and only on the Ring magazine. I am mad that after that win, not too far after that, Kasazu went to Showtime and we never saw Kasazu against Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I was so mad about I, that one. I, I know, I, I know I brought it back to Floyd Mayweather people. I'm just saying that revisions history. If you go back to one foot, and Floyd did a quick piss up at 140. So who say that fight? He was on HBO for a quick second. He was on Dinny with the Showtime. I'm just saying that do your homework really fast. And you brought that up and watch Kasazu fights. Kasazu was that dude. Kasazu okay? was and, that guy. And his son is fighting right now. But that was a you no. Know, the fights they say we missed out. It, it, it didn't get a chance to get promoted, but they're on that same timeline. They were they're the same the fights that you wish happened. It yeah. was supposed to happen at that so time. So I know this, that was was a, a, this is a sidebar. I'm just saying that after that Zab Judah joint, within a year or so, I would have loved to seen him and Floyd Mayweather. And, and, and understand, and no time, one's ever going to talk about that because Kazuzu is not that guy we talk about. Exactly. But that, at, that, at that time, though, if you were following boxing really well, Zab Judah and Kazuzu were the two. Those were the two with Mayweather down with one more weight class, right? But it was basically those two. And when they fought, it was hyped and nobody expected to do what, what Kazuzu did. Mm -hmm. That was came out of North left field and I to your point, he was in line for for Mayweather, and I wanted to see if he that fight. If he stayed at HBO, they would eventually fought because he was at one forty, and then whatever Floyd negotiating made him come to one forty seven. I know I'm nitpicking and then picking on Floyd because that's what he does, but it would have happened at 140, 147. I just had to say that because you brought up Zab Judah. I'm sorry I got off the I got off on that right, but I have to throw that for the box in public. If you do check it out, that hey. There's some fights that didn't happen, and that's the nerd of me saying, yo, if you look at Kazuzu fights, and then if you see Floyd, you'd be like, damn, that'd be a barn burner. Kazuzu, you hearing this? You watch? You're a badass, my friend. Yes, you were a badass. Now, bring it back here now to Devin Haney. I ranked, I still, now after this fight here, I ranked Tiafimo still one. I'm going to rank him below him, and then I'm going to rank Garcia there. 
and I'm putting Tank over here because Tank is just going between 140, 135, 130. He's going all over the place, just building his resume up. So I see these three guys fighting each other first before Tank even gets in the ball game. And that's even Ryan Garcia talking all the mess that he said about Tank. I, I just see Tank doing his thing here until the biggest money fight can happen, and then Tank will fight with those guys. Tank ain't scared. Honestly, he's in Showtime with Floyd, and they got a plan here, basically. At that, yeah. I, I, and so I know, like a lot of the aftermath has two Fimo and Haney talking on the side there. Haney and Garcia, him yes. little, side, little sidebars there and stuff. I like. I, I, I see. I see what happened. You know, I, I, my my expectation is that Tiafimo wins this fight, June nineteenth against Cambosis. Hope so. And uh, basically, it's going to be one of two fights for Tiafimo in my mind. He's go, he's going to fight Tank at one forty, or he's going to fight Haney next. I hope it's ways looking right now. I don't see. Tank right away because Floyd, Floyd and Steven Espinosa Showtime got a plan for him. This pay per view, they like. Let me just bring it back here to showing the Floyd Mayweather. This is a lot of Floyd Mayweather talk today, of course, because of Sunday. Sure, but Floyd is using his power, his branding, his, branding, his social yeah. media, and of course, it's his job being Tank's promoter to pig and putting him on his feed. I don't know about you, but if you watch follow social media. All I see on Floyd Mayweather's feeds right now, after the Logan Paul you no know, stuff and all the money he's made, is Girls Collection Strip Club. Wow, beautiful women. His strip club has a lot of beautiful women. And Tank Davis. And Tank Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I put that there? All you Floyd Mayweather's heavy social media, and all I see yeah, is Tank. Beautiful women. Tank Davis. Tank Davis. Beautiful and, women. Tank and Davis. you know what? I as much as I love Tank Davis and knockouts bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Shout out to Khalees. No <laughs> <laughs> but I had no idea and they're showing my age that Tank is that dude. I mean, he's that dude, but a young short guy being that dude. The small Floyd is taking his model. I'm gonna take that to even smaller guys and see if I can make these guys pay-per-view kings. And it's freaking working. And you know, and it helps when you knock everybody out too. I, I think that's the key part. As long as you can knock people out, doesn't matter how tall you are. As long as you can do it, you know, more power to you. And uh, and if you're a me mother, Mayweather's gonna ride you to the promise line. So with that, real fast before we close out, I think that we're gonna see Haney Tiafimo ne not next, but that is the more likely fight. Because I one thing with Haney, here's another thing, dude. Haney's on the zone. His contract's almost up. I read that either he has one more fight left or it's like a timing within like six months and his zone contracts up right now, you know, with that in mind, the player's going to come out to get him who only, only one left for him at the zone. Like of course the zone's not going to hold him from the big fights, but it, it is some impediment when you do have to cross the street. It makes fights just a little bit longer unless you're on the same side as somebody, right? Ryan Garcia is the only guy I've seen for him at 135 with the zone, as far as like making no hassle fight. And if Garcia can get off his high horse, right? Yep. But if he leaves and go to Showtime or ESPN, he can get tank if he go to Showtime and there's a couple of fights there for him with the PBC stable, or he goes to ESPN with Tiafimo. So he has options, but the fact that Tiafimo said, nah, after I get done with this one, give me him now. I'm tired of this crap. I'm the undisputed king here. These are all my belts. He got an email for, for his belt. I beat Lemachenko. So I am hoping, Jorge, that depending on the timing, since it is a mandatory, mm -hmm. Tiafimo should be cleared for a, a, an optional fight. And then he has to do another mandatory after that. You know, you got your optional, mandatory. Depending on the time you fight regularly enough, you could probably do two optionals in the mandatory along with the next calendar year. So I say all that to say, Tifimo 
beat the crap out of Cambuso for this mandatory. Let's get this handy fight on. And then we can end this WBC fiasco about the undisputed 135. You know, it's been going on for years and stuff. But in this case, yeah, you and, and what the back to the Haney Linares fight, that the 10th round, that that the vulnerability that Haney exposed himself to. I was saying it, I think we were talking about on the sidebar and stuff. That that'll and believe me, I was like. I think people are going to be knocking on the door who are like, hey, I want a piece of Haney. So because they don't fear Haney not having the power that he needs to and have. I, like, and that's a good point. I think that's the main reason why TFEMO is being emphatic about one that. Yeah, next. exactly. Now he, he feels more comfortable. Like he saw it. He said, you know what? Now I got, you know what? If I wasn't sure then, and, and, and this is, I say, this, look, they're not going to put it out there that they have reservations about fighting. You know, they'll say, oh, oh no, no, no fight, no fight. They'll today. never expose that part. But if there ever was, now, now all of a sudden, two females out of the woodwork saying, "Yeah, I want Haney now." Could have been some reservations, maybe. I want to, yeah. I want to insinuate it. The unknown, ignorance is bliss. Exactly. But now that you kind of saw, like, oh, oh, he was oh. a little suspect. All right, you know what? Bring that Haney fight oh, next. Yeah. Ready for Linares, it so hold on, Linares can pop, and two females probably saying, "I know I pop hard in Linares." Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute, he was throwing eighty punches around and couldn't put him down. And then Linares said he was eating his punches like Tic Tacs. You know, it's just the fact he's so fast sometimes that when guys throw that many punches. You gotta play defense for swung until the guy tires down, and then you can get your opens, get your offense off. Yeah, that's why I was saying like he was throwing too many punches, and I was saying that yeah, if he, he punched did, himself out, and then you know if he just slowed down just a little bit, those extra twenty or fifteen punches that you can serve could have been available in those later rounds. I'm saying because one thing when you throw that many punches when you're all offense, you have no defense, and he has good defense. But if you're throwing eighty punches around, you're leaving yourself open. Offense counter. Yep. You right. Throw enough, you throw enough punch, you're gonna be throwing, open eventually. Throwing like this. All you got to do is wait, counter, or whatever it is when you find that opening. So you have no defense when you're leaving yourself open, which in a sense makes good for fights on TV because people will pay for that because you're letting yourself open to be caught. Mm -hmm. But TFE was probably saying, yo, if he's going to do that to me, I know I can clip him, and I got more power than him. And on top of that, too, hold on here. <laughs> he fought Linares. I fought Lemachenko, man. Come on, man. Yeah. I, I beat high. I beat the myth of high tech. Bring him on so I can get this out the way. So it could be that combination, like you said, like, yo, he can throw all these punches. He gonna, he's leaving himself open. He got clipped. When he's open, I can clip him. And and, and they're all calling him out. Fortuna was even calling him out. It was like, you know, I mean, it, it, again, that what Haney did, he put himself in a spot where he became vulnerable. You got guys that were ready to fight Ryan Garcia next, and they were like, call you out, Haney. So, you know, like, like you know, we've mentioned before, right? What's next for, for Tia Fimo? It's either Tank Davis or Haney. I hope it's Haney. I think that leaves Garcia out the picture. I think he put himself out there in a way by not I, taking the fight with Fortuna. Here's a little, I'm a, Garcia's in a funky situation too because I, we want to talk about this in the next show. Uh, we need to get into this Oscar De La Hoya talk. Not now. We need to talk about Oscar De La Hoya the next, whenever a few episodes because it's not just alcohol. I hate to do this to people. I, I people don't say, Dave, that's effed up what you're saying. Nah, he has a history. Isn't this? And he's not gonna be on the zone log. We're seeing the tea leaves, and he's gonna be having his guys fight on Triller. And I could it's only gonna be a matter of time that if he's gotta take his guys to a pay-per-view outlet for every single fight, when not every fight is a pay-per-view fight, whenever that contract is up, Garcia's gonna be up. He almost tried to leave recently until he finally pony up and paid the money. It's only gonna be a matter of time before Garcia is gone. So he's in the cold, technically, we can say. But that code may not be long because Garcia has proven that I can negotiate and get more money out of Oscar. And who's to say that Oscar's at a point right now that he might have to just let Garcia go because he's not going to have an outlet to put him out there. And then Triller 
you know, you, you can't do pay-per-view every fight. Yeah. You can't. I mean, unless you are Floyd Mayweather, unless you're Manny Pacquiao, unless you establish yourself like that. And what are you going to do? You're going to have him fight on your undercard for exhibition fights? So, 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 so here's a good question, right? So if you're Garcia and my now T-Fimo's got a fight coming up and Haney just finished fighting, wouldn't you, if you were Garcia, start making the case to Haney now to get yep. that fight? He it's, needs it. He needs a Garcia needs Haney now more than Haney needs Garcia. If, with, and if, Garcia did this to himself a little bit because he could have had that get Haney fight first. If I'm real fast, if I'm Garcia, I get this Haney fight. I get away from Golden Boy <laughs> Promotions. I'm already a star with my own freaking following in social media. And I go to ESPN or Showtime. And then I fight some 20 something like he says. And then I go be a pretty boy and get these girls and live the social media millionaire lifestyle. Yeah, but... But if that was, if I was to happen, and uh, we both agreed on this, mm-hmm. we think Haney did that fight one. Oh yeah, if we're gonna rank it, I said that TFM was favored over Haney, but I'm saying that Haney would beat Garcia. I agree with that. I, I think and I, then I, at the end of the day, Tank beats them all, and him and TFM are 50-50. Tank and TFM, I'm saying right now it's 50-50, but Tank beats them all, and TFM beats them all. Oh yeah, yeah but Tank and TFM beat the rest of them at 140. Uh, we're 50 50 on that. We write to you a few more. Hey, 135. I, I see my 140. I know, but I'm saying that they fought at 135. I'm I'm I, I don't care about the weight. I'm saying right now, as we speak, what is it? 135, 140, 50 50. Yeah, right now, it's 50 50. Yeah. 50 50. Man, okay, man. Oh, well, we, we, we did a lot for this episode. We need to close this out here, man. Man, we talking here. So, hey, people, man, we kept going here. So, let's do this here. Click like, subscribe, hit the bell notification below on this if you're on the YouTube feed. Hey, check this out. We're going to have some clips. Where I'm, if you don't want to watch the whole episode right away, we're going to break this up so you can check the clips where we got here. Like I also said, too, check us out where you have your audio podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Is it, no, it's Apple Music now and iTunes. iTunes are separated now. Sorry, Apple's going Yeah, they, they, they kind of piece apart coming. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. But where you get your Apple podcast, that's where we're there. Where we're at Spotify, you know, whatever. Also, too, you can check me out on Jump Off Live Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. We're also on Apple Spotify as well as on YouTube. We're on all um, platforms there as well. Jump Off Live Wednesdays, 8 p.m. with my boy Jeff, with my boy JD, and my boy John. We talk about current events. Uh, real fast, I think we might talk about bonnets. Yeah, it's been a hot subject with, with women in bonnets. So, Jorge, what you got? You got you get you got me at bonnets. Google, you know what though? Just Google bonnets and Monique, the comedian, was talking about it recently, and it's a very heavy dating social commentary about women wearing bonnets. And I told the folks I want to talk about this, but I will not do it without a woman on the panel. It would not look right to have a woman's discussion about bonnets with four men. So we're looking for women for this discussion. So I don't want people to think that we're chauvinistic or male ego driven and then we're just hard, just male, whatever the case may be. We, we're trying to get some women to have a really good deep discussion on bonnets. Google Jorge and then when you see be like, oh damn, I didn't know it's that deep. Uh, catch me on Twitch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch TV live underscore dominoes is my uh, my Twitch channel over there. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Wednesday, we are at uh, PL Lounge in Chicago, 3456 North Pulaski. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you can catch us there. Uh, we're also looking at a potential second location uh, to uh, run a show on the road. Uh, we're, it's at Monty's Lounge, 5301 West Belmont in Chicago. We'll be there on Mondays. 
Um, if that becomes a permanent location, I will update the channel and update you guys uh, the next time uh, we do a recording. Um, but uh, we could be changing up the schedule there. So for now, still Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Last thing I want to say here is that we are planning an interview for an up-and-coming fighter that's going to be fighting coming up here. He has a fight. I'm trying to get the details out here. Give me one second here. Okay. So, whoops. Okay, da, 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 where it is? Da, da, da. Here we go. So, we have... I'm sorry. Dang it. My thing's here. Okay. So June 25th in Philadelphia, we got fair ones. Big boxing event that's actually happened here with Josh, the real war Jones, up and coming prospect in Jutero welterweight, 6-0-1 with three knockouts. Uh, his team had contacted us. So we're planning to interview him for his next fight here. So he's going to be our very first interview with a young boxer here. So, hey, shout out to Josh Jones. Real Roar, you know, doing his thing here. And I can't wait to have him on the show. So I want to give this teaser. So we're going to have a special uh, time with him and let him talk about his boxing career and what plans they got lined up. And hopefully we'll be able to see him do some big things in the next few years. Yeah. Looking forward to that, Jorge. Yeah, looking forward to as well. Asking the right questions so that way you as a fan base get to know more about the boxer as well as we will. Uh, any up and coming fighter, you know, we want to understand, you know, what, you know, what, what his plans are, but you know, a little bit more about who the man is as well, right? Who's in that ring as well, right? Because he is a human and we want to know more about that guy that's fighting. So uh, we're looking forward to that interview and looking forward to following his career. All right. So we're going to close out here. We're glad to be back. Sorry we was down for three weeks, but I just want to say a shout out to all the Facebook group people that's been joining. Man, if y'all bots, I'm still going to post the episode so y'all can check it out. And for the people that's been commenting in the Facebook group page and posting stuff on there, yo, keep it up because we're coming now with the show so we can comment, we can complete that with the social media dialogue here. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the support, guys. And, and we'll do a little bit better, I think, trying to share if we're going to do some issues and stuff like that. If we're going to be out, yeah. out of pocket like this for like a week or two. I apologize. That's on me. Uh, no, no, that's on both of us, right? It's, it's our show. So, you know, I'll take that one on the chin as well, too. Right? We'll <laughs> let you guys know when we're running some submission stuff, post, make some posts out on the YouTube page and stuff. So that way you can mm. at least be up to date on what's going on. We're not going anywhere, folks. No, nope. we're in it for the long haul. That's right. Even though everything's opening up, you know, and podcast may be shutting down because people got to go to work. I paid too much money for this equipment to stop. So we're going to keep, even if you hate us and want us to get off Bob Aram's tit. And also, I'm going to say this real fast. For the guy who deleted your comment about Oscar De La Hoya, people, if you don't like what we're saying here, keep your comments and don't delete them. Only, we we want to see the smoke. If you don't like it, keep the smoke. Don't be scared. Own it. Own your comments. We'll be more than happy to reply by any like, kind. I like the good ones, but good if you got comments, the bad ones, come with it. Don't be scared. Bad ones work as I'm well. I'm yelling so. to the mic. Don't be scared. Okay. Now we're going to end the show here. So <laughs> to my man, Jorge, uh, oh, Papo, I am that dude named Dave, and we are out of here. Good night, everybody.